Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Sometimes the biggest steps we can take in the spiritual life are actually found in the small things we can do for the Lord every day. And that's what we're going to consider in today's special edition of the All Things Catholic podcast. I'm your host, Edward Sree, and I'm so delighted to share with you a wonderful conversation I was able to have with Father Mark Mary Ames. You may know him from Ascension Presents. He is a regular presenter on the Ascension Presents video series, the CFRs. He's the Director of Communication for Franciscan Friars of Renewal, and he's the author of a book called Habits for Holiness, Small Steps for Making Big Spiritual Progress. And we're going to walk through those habits of holiness that Father Mark Mary writes about in this two-part series. This is the first part of that series, and it was recorded at the Focus Seek 23 conference in St. Louis this past January. Welcome to a special episode of this podcast recorded live at the Spoke Street Media booth during Seek 2023 in St. Louis. To find more shows recorded at Seek, search for The Seek Podcast in your favorite podcast app. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to this special edition of All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree, and we are here live in St. Louis at the Seek 23 conference. We got 17,000 people here. It has been so awesome being able to go to Mass with dozens and dozens of bishops, hundreds and hundreds of priests, and 17,000 young people here in the big dome, the NFL stadium here in St. Louis. This has been amazing. Uh, But today we have a very special guest. Many of you know him from Ascension Presents. You know him as a co-host of the Poco a Poco podcast. It is Father Mark Mary Ames. He is the Director of Communication and the General Almoner for the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. His two great loves are the Eucharist and the confessional. And he has dedicated his life to bringing both to God's people and God's people to both. And we're hearing we're going to talk about a book that he's written called Habits for Holiness, Small Steps, for making big spiritual progress. So Father Mark Mary, welcome to the All Things Catholic Show. Dr. Shree, great to be with you. And great to be with all you out there too. It is wonderful to have you here on the show. And uh, I know so many of the young people have been blessed by your podcast, your writing and your videos and all. But I wanna hear a little bit about this book, Habits of Holiness. So tell me, first of all, just why did you end up writing this book? Sure, I've been working with Ascension for a few years and we kind of went back and forth on some ideas, and at one point they, they pitched the idea of doing a book on simplicity. So as Franciscans, kind of the, the poverty and the austerity of life was something we're known for. And I was, I was reflecting on it that perhaps maybe there wasn't a whole book on it, but that that was one component of, of our life. And so what the book ended up being is a little bit more of sort of a layout of like what we do as Franciscans, um, but then also proposing them as ways in which the, the laity can do it. And I think why I did that, right, is I think if you look at the world, as young people, especially as parents with young people, is you can kind of, you can see the craziness of the world and it can be sort of intimidating or discouraging. But I think the gift of what God has done with our community is we were founded in 1987 in the South Bronx when it was at one of its lowest. And we went there and we lived this life. And uh, although there was the craziness and the shootings and the gangs and all that stuff going on, 
we were able to grow in holiness, right? And the Lord was able to, to transform our lives and slowly but surely from that also transform others. And so I think that, that in it, there's a lot of just really practical tips and, and kind of like habits, which uh, the laity, if they can do it, they can follow the Lord wherever they are. I think many of the young people here, especially those on college campuses, they have their own crazy cultures that they're living on 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 campus life. And they're here at this conference. They're going to have a profound encounter with the Lord at mass and confession and the the amazing presenters that are here. But when they go back to campus, they're going to need to put this all into practice. And that's why I think this book here could be so helpful for them to live out their walk with the Lord Jesus as a disciple in the midst of an environment that isn't that supportive of their Catholic faith. So uh, let's go through some of the points that you talk about. You have different chapters that outline different aspects of different habits that we need to live the Christian life well. The first one is the most foundational one. We talk about it all the time in Focus, but I'd like to hear what you would say about prayer and the importance of daily prayer in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, and as sort of uh, the tradition of our faith has stated through the centuries, prayer is essential. Uh, you, you have to be praying. And actually in the Catechism, St. Alphonse Liguori, it's the, the church uses some very, very strong language when they quote him. He says, uh, those who pray are surely saved and those who do not are surely damned. And there is this sense in which like, it, whether or not we're praying is, is essential and it's, and it's salvific, right? And, and I like, and I use the book, in the book, I use the example of kind of like, a, like that the spiritual life is a real life. And that with, for example, if you had a rose bush or something like that, you, could, you can kill the rose bush by like a violence, by cutting it, by suffocating it, by something like that. Or you can actually, through omission, through just not feeding the rose bush, it'll, it'll slowly but surely die. And I think what, what a lot of us run into as Christians is following the Lord isn't so much at first that we just through kind of grave sin and the spiritual life, but actually through omission, particularly when we're going to college, particularly when life gets busy, we just prioritize other things and stop praying. And slowly but surely, uh, the life of grace within us will start to sort of wane, and then eventually it can, it can, it can die. Yeah, that's what many of the saints tell us about, uh, you know, turning away from prayer is like cutting off that lifeline with the Lord. And it's what the devil wants to do more than anything else is take a Christian that loves Jesus, loves the Catholic faith, but get them to be too distracted, too busy, put prayer off, not make it a priority. He wants to do everything he can, Catherine of Siena says, to break our habit of prayer. What would you say to a young person that said, okay, well, you know, it was fun to come to this conference and we prayed and we had adoration. It was great. But man, on campus, I'm just too busy. I'm doing 18 hours. I'm involved in all these activities. You know, I'll, I'll fit prayer in when I can, but I don't know if I could get it in every day. What would you say to someone like yeah, that? Yeah, I think it's a great question because I think it's funny how we justify that, that my life is so busy, therefore I shouldn't pray. And I do think it's like, oh, hey, tomorrow I'm going to go run a marathon, so I don't have time to eat today. And you're like, well, no, 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 because of the activity, because of what you're going to be doing, you actually need even more nourishment. And so I think, uh, you know, with the prayer life, and some doctors of the church have talked about this, actually you saying your life is busy is even more reason for you to pray. And to use kind of a little story is Father Benedict Rochelle, who's one of the founders of our community, was, was tapped by the Archbishop of New York to help Mother Teresa find her first convent in the U.S., and Mother and, and Father Benedict are going back, and it's before our community had started. And, and Mother says to him, you know, Father, you need to make a holy hour every day. And he says, well, Mother, I know that's great, but I just think we're going to be too busy. And she says, well, then you need to make two holy hours. You know, and this is, this is what 
this is the reality and this is what Mother Teresa understood and why she could live the life she, she could is the understanding that actually because of the stresses of life, because of the demands of life, even more we need, we need the strength of God, the grace of God um, to fill us, to animate us, to go before us. And one other thing on prayer, uh, many young people may feel is like sitting in silence with God is kind of scary. You know, I'm used to having a lot of noise. I'm constantly on my phone. I'm listening to something. Uh, what would you say to somebody who says, I'll just pray. I'll just like, I'll just listen to a podcast. That'll be my prayer. Or uh, I'm afraid to spend that time in silence with the Lord. What would you do to encourage them to really take that quiet time with Jesus every day? Yeah, I think first is I get it. You know, I remember stuff started to happen in high school. And I remember the first time, like essentially my youth minister took me to the chapel and I went in there and I said, our father, a Hail Mary and a glory be. And I was like, okay, what, what do I do now? Right. And there, and there is a component of, of time and of learning, you know, and, and certainly the habit or the skill of listening to what listening actually looks like is something that we want to be taught in. What I would propose probably is, is beginning with listening, not as just sitting in silence, but actually reading the word of God is, is we don't want to forget the fact that God has spoken and he speaks in his word and continues to give us access to what he wants to say to us through his word. And so it's not just go in the chapel without anything, no prompts and just sit there for an hour, but maybe go in, maybe listen to a video, read a book on Lexio Divina and, and really begin with the scriptures, read it, spend some time with that. That's probably the best kind of first practice of listening in prayer. All right, very important. Well, that's just the first habit, and we are here at the SEEK Conference. This is a special edition of the All Things Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Edward Street, and we have Father Mark Mary Ames here, and we're talking about his book, Habits for Holiness, Small Steps for Making Big Spiritual Progress. And the first step, the first chapter we've been talking about is prayer. In the second chapter, you say the next habit we need to focus on is family. Family, the power of relationship. What do you mean by this? I think a, a couple of things. Um, number one, to use a different word, kind of from an, or hit it from a different angle, is discipleship is a team sport, and and there, we were not meant to follow the Lord on our own. And again, going back to the idea of how were we able to our, our founders back in '87, how were they able to follow the Lord in the midst of a crazy context? Because they weren't doing it alone, right? And the sheep that gets picked off is the sheep that kind of goes off on its own. And so we really need community. We, we need each other to strengthen us. We need each other to keep us in touch with reality. We can just, we, we it, it's, again, we, we are made for community and we're made for relationship. And, um, and this is why, you know, God reveals himself to us as father. He gives us our lady as a mother. And by baptism, we're actually entering into this family. And one component of family, which I think is so important is, um, you know, like I have cousins who I didn't grow up with seeing much, seen very often. But I'd see him once every six, seven years. But there was a bond that we like held because we're family. And so I think part of this as well is just remembering that by baptism, by grace, by sharing one heavenly father, uh, to use like Mother Teresa's language, like we belong to each other. And, and that means something. And that's going to change the way in which we live and, and, and treat one another. You know, I, just this idea of family is very dear to my heart because my daughter uh, just got married on Friday. So we had the first three wedding and it was so beautiful just seeing the family come together with great love around their love for Madeline and Madeline, my daughter and, and her husband now, Caden. And then the next day they came over, it was New Year's Eve, they came over the house for dinner. 
And some, one of the siblings said, oh, dad, how are you feeling? You lost your daughter, you know? And then, but one of the other siblings says, no, we gained a brother. <laughs> and, and it was so fun that like you saw Caden holding one of the, my little daughters and saying, I'm your brother now. And it's, it's real, right? And so even I look out here and I see all these people, so many faces I've never seen before. And, and we don't know these people and we're, we're meeting here the first time like this. And, and yet we have a profound bond because of the grace of Jesus Christ within us that unites us truly, you're my brother. Uh, and truly, all these people here are brothers and sisters, and we're all part of the family of God, and the saints in heaven are our brothers and sisters who've gone before us. But what would you say to these young people who are going to be, again, going back to campuses? It's one thing to be here with 17,000 other on-fire Catholics that are there to support and encourage you in your faith. And then you're going to be going back to your fraternity or to your football team or to your dorm where maybe you don't have that support and encouragement, those deeper friendships. What, what encouragement would you give to them? Yeah, I think, and again, to kind of like respond first with the story, I'm from Orange County in California, from Southern California. And I was back home for one summer and a friend of mine who was playing baseball at Oregon at the time was back in town and, and kind of like he started to have his conversion. And it was to the point where he was wondering whether or not he can go back to campus because uh, like the community and the baseball team wasn't super great. He didn't have a lot of friends who were also following the Lord. And he told me this years later, I don't remember saying it, but I'm like, hey bro, you just gotta pray. You just gotta ask the Lord to send somebody. And so he ended up going back and he went to mass the very first, whatever Sunday he was there. It was the very first day that focus was on campus. And so he just, he just arrived and focus was just there, literally their very first Sunday. And he got connected with them, ended up becoming a focused missionary, married a focused missionary. And so I do think like number one is to pray for it and to trust that God will provide. And number two, we have to look for it. So to prioritize it, to look for it. Number three, when the invitation is there, the door is open to, to walk through it. But, but especially on a college campus, like in, in, in any situation, we're just not made to do this alone. And life's hard enough. And uh, we really do need community to walk with. Yeah, one of the images we use in Focus a lot is that of burning coals. When you're making a, a, a barbecue, right. you, you put all the coals together, right? If you have one coal off to the side, it's going to eventually lose its heat. It's going to die. And we don't want our faith life to lose its heat. So we want to intentionally find those other coals. And I think to pray, to beg for it, if you don't have that, that's true not only for the college students here, but whether you're a young adult, whether you're married, you have a family life. I, I hear, I meet a lot of couples and families around the country that feel very alone. I'm trying to, we're trying to live our Catholic faith and there's not, I don't know anybody else out there. I feel like I just stand out for them to pray and beg God to bring others in their life. Amen. God will, God will hear that cry. Yeah. Amen. Thank you for listening to the special edition of All Things Catholic and this conversation with Father Mark Mary Ames. If you want to continue hearing the other habits that we need to incorporate in our daily life to take big steps with the Lord and the little things we can all do each day, stay tuned and listen to next week's episode, the second part of this two-part series.